Hello everyone. Today's episode is going to be on the shorter side because I'm currently in Florida working on a project that will be featured in the coming months on both this podcast and in my comics. Just to throw out a little bit of a tropical teaser there. But I still wanted to give y'all a December episode, so here is some swamp content. Right now we're on dry land. That will not be the case for much longer. It's just a really cool way to experience Florida in its natural state. Hi, I'm Kate Harubi, and this is Go Forth in Science podcast, where we combine adventure and science into a tale that will hopefully make the next time you step outside even better. You might remember my friend Bree from the episode Let's Get Down to Pacifics, where we talk about the time Bree was out in the middle of the ocean for six weeks. Well, now we're in freshwater rather than saltwater. I'm exploring the Everglades in Florida, with Bree as my guide. And in classic fashion, we're getting into shenanigans. You are about to dip your toes into America's Everglades, the only Everglades in the whole wide world. It's also a UNESCO World Heritage Site, because there are no other Everglades anywhere on this earth. Oh, now my feet are going to squish for the rest oh, of the day! welcome. Squishy times! The Everglades as an ecosystem actually extends from Okeechobee, which is the really big lake in the middle of Florida, all the way down to where the water leaves the Everglades, which is uh, a river ecosystem. It flows hundreds and hundreds of miles, well, hundreds and hundreds, like over a hundred, from Okeechobee all the way until where it dumps out on the western side of Florida into Florida Bay. And a little bit of that water actually exits into Biscayne Bay, uh, if you can believe it. And what's really cool about this freshwater input is that it actually is really helpful to keep our water quality in both Florida Bay and Biscayne Bay healthy. And it actually helps the seagrasses that live um, on either coast, um, in the Gulf of Mexico and also in the Atlantic. The Everglades is a flowing freshwater system just a few feet above sea level that covers southern Florida. The ground is limestone, which is basically just old shells and ocean creatures all smushed together into rock. It's been above or underwater a lot through its lifetime, depending on what sea levels are doing, and right now it's just slightly higher than the surrounding ocean. But that doesn't mean it isn't still covered in water, or that the ground is flat on a smaller scale. There are definitely lots of foot-sized holes that we had to try to navigate around while wading through the water. Most of them, we didn't navigate around. Confident I'm gonna fall in a hole? Oh yeah. (laughs) That's why I turned the recording on. Well, it's rough because like, I'm watching where you step, and it just doesn't seem to matter. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it does. I will find the holes <laughs> to step in. Swamp water. <laughs> Tell me about your girl. Marjorie. My girl Marjorie. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, also known as the Grand Dame of the Everglades, is the queen I wish to be when I grow up. She was an absolute powerhouse of a woman who started her life in the Northeast and ultimately decided to move down to Miami, where her father worked for the Miami Herald, or what would become the Miami Herald. And she became the first woman 
uh, on staff, I believe. And she was a reporter who was very, I'm pretty sure she's a reporter. Uh, she's very into, you know, the environment. Um, but it wasn't just the Everglades, which is the story we get told about her, but she was very much into, I think like renters rights and things too. She was like all over the spectrum of what she was into. A uh, very progressive woman for her time. But she's most famous for her work with the Everglades, um, which she termed, or she popularized the term river of grass, which refers to the sawgrass, which we can see all around us <laughs> and what grows in uh, this part of the Everglades off of Highway 41. And what's so magical about it is it looks like you're in a prairie. It's just absolutely beautiful and it looks like there's solid ground, but it's all actually, you know, the river and uh, slow moving shallow water that makes up the northern end of Everglades National Park. And Marjorie was an absolute thorn in the side of the governor of Florida and actually the president of the United States at the time. And what was really cool is I actually met someone before I moved out of Florida the first time who uh, knew Marjorie or went to go read to her uh, when she was older. And he said that whenever you arrived at her door when she was, you know, older, uh, he'd knock and she'd open the door and look past you and not really like acknowledge you were there and be like, oh, where are you taking me? Where are we going? A uh, woman on the move, as it were. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas was a figurehead for Everglades conservation, starting in the middle of the 1900s when she published her book, River of Grass. She lived to 108 years old, got a Presidential Medal of Freedom, and wrote over 100 short stories throughout her life. Such a cool lady! Like, I just, she was so cool and so passionate about telling the story of this ecosystem and like preserving it for generations to come as you hike through this incredible ecosystem this subtropical swamp we're an hour and a half out of downtown miami and there's not a signal that other people are here other than the trail that we're on and i think it's just such a like great example of national parks doing like what they're fit for you know reminding you of the beauty conserving wildly beautiful and unique ecosystems. And Marjorie set all of that in motion. Yeah, it's just a woman whose legacy like well outlives her and she's just, I don't know, I feel like she's alive in the Everglades and in all the grasses that like sway with the wind. Um, in the mud that we're curling. In the mud that we're tromping through. So aside from us, one of the animals that calls the Everglades home is the alligator. And yes, that is what a gator sounds like. Yes, it is terrifying. The story of the American alligator is one of underdogs and overfishing. Um, so alligators were hunted to near extinction in the early or mid 1900s. And they were placed under protections as an endangered species. And they were actually brought back to numbering in the millions in the southeast once more because we actually farmed alligators and so there are a bunch of alligator farms um, all up and down florida all the way out um, west through like you know i think louisiana and places like that where alligators are native and by farming them and actually like answering the call for like alligator i think like skin and meat um wild alligators were allowed to like repopulate and are now doing just fantastic peachy keen if you will um that's an alligator Ooh, oh my god what <laughs> that was an alligator ah, um, they were well populated enough that while talking 
talking on your podcast, we can just see them out the car window. That was my first alligator. <laughs> I was really hoping that was going to happen. <laughs> Everybody loves an underdog. I particularly love the alligator as an underdog. <laughs> Alligators are reptiles, so they are cold-blooded and need the heat of the environment to keep them warm. To do that, they've evolved to have bumps on their backs that help capture the heat from the sun and send that heat throughout their bodies. We ended up seeing around 32 alligators on our adventure, and most of them were sleeping lazily in the sun on the banks of the River of Grass. And now for the episode recap. The Everglades is a freshwater river system in southern Florida, just a few feet above sea level, sitting on top of ancient ocean bottom that has been in and out of the sea many times in the past. It's full of life, from birds to fish to cold-blooded alligators snoozing in the sun. The ecosystem's protections increased throughout the 1900s, thanks in part to journalist Marjorie Stoneman Douglas and her book River of Grass. Our day of exploring the Everglades included hiking knee-deep in a muddy river, floating through a grassy field that was actually sitting in a couple feet of water, and rescuing a turtle from the middle of the road. It was a great foray into an ecosystem that I had never explored before, and gave me a new appreciation for the different environments that exist on our planet. Hopefully sometime soon, you can go out and see a new ecosystem as well, or go to a familiar one and explore it in a new way. Happy holidays, and I'll catch you again in January with a full-length episode about the real reason I'm in Florida right now. You can learn more about the unique Everglades ecosystems at nps.org ever. There's a lot to learn on the National Park Service website about the Everglades, so be prepared to get sucked in. Thanks for listening.